Welcome to Tales from the Other Side, where we look at folklore, mythology and magic. The Tormbokulia describes a violent and bloody battle between the kingdoms of Connacht and Ulster, following Queen Maeve's pursuit of the legendary stud bull, Donculia. As with every great tale, there are other legends that precede the main story. Here, we look at the curse cast upon the men of Ulster, which Queen Maeve used to her advantage. There was a widower in Ulster by the name of Crinick. He was a simple farmer and a good man who loved his children dearly. But following the death of his wife, he was left heartbroken and struggled to take care of them. Their home was in disarray as Crinick toiled for long hours in the fields to try and support his family. One evening, after a long day working, Crinick returned home and was surprised to discover that the house had been cleaned from top to bottom. His children had been fed, washed and put to bed and there was a roaring fire in the hearth. A woman sat by the fire preparing dinner and it was clear that this breathtaking woman was no ordinary woman, but one of the folk from the other side. Wary of causing offence, Crinick asked the woman's name and she responded with, my name is Matcha and I have come to be your wife. All I ask is that you love me and cherish me and never speak to anyone of me and I will love you and cherish you and take care of your home and family. The marriage was a happy one. Matcha was a wonderful cook. She kept the house beautifully and when the pair went out hunting, she could run faster and swifter than any creature Krinik had ever seen. They were delighted to discover that Matcha was expecting twins and Krinik felt his look was finally changing. One day, Cahor, the king of Ulster, called all his people to attend a great feast. Krinik was excited to show off his beautiful wife, but Matcha declined the invitation as she was heavily pregnant and she reminded her husband that he should not speak of her to anyone. The king's feast was a great one and there was an abundance of food and drink for all. As more drink was consumed, the men began to boast about their wives. One man claimed his wife was the best cook in Ulster. Crinick remembered his wife's warning and swallowed his response with a glass of wine. Another man claimed that his wife was the most beautiful in the kingdom. Crinick again stayed quiet and gulped down another drink. However, when the king began to boast that his new horses were the fastest creatures in all the land, Crinick couldn't help but scoff, saying, my wife is so swift, she could easily beat those horses in a race. 
His tongue loosened with drink. Krinnick didn't realise he'd said this aloud until he saw the king's face. Cahor was furious and demanded that his messengers brought Matcha to him to prove the farmer's claim. When Matcha was brought before Cahor, he announced they were to have a race and if Matcha won, her husband's life would be spared. She pleaded with the king to allow her to run the race once her children had been born. But in his anger, he refused. Matcha then turned to the warriors who'd gathered to watch the race. She reminded them that each one of them was born of a woman and begged them to intervene. But nobody stepped forward to help her. Despite his confidence, Cahor could see that Matcha was no ordinary woman and he took off his armour and stripped back the grand decorations of his chariot to make it as light as possible for his horses. They went outside to begin the race and all the men flooded out to watch in the hope that their king would put the boastful farmer in his place. The king's horses rode as fast as the wind, in perfect unison. It almost felt as if he were flying. But they were no match for this woman of the other world. As Matcha ran, she began to feel the pains of labour and screamed as her feet pounded the ground. She crossed the finish line ahead of Cahors' horses in agony and collapsed to the grass where her twins were born still and dead. In heartbreak and rage, Matcha cried out a curse upon the men of Ulster. The men had abandoned her in her time of need. So she decreed that any warrior who was able to grow whiskers upon his chin would be struck down and suffer a woman's pain of labour for nine days and nine nights when Ulster faced their greatest peril. And this curse would last for nine generations. She gathered her babies and disappeared to the other world, never to be seen again. The warriors of Ulster felt troubled at the curse, but it was never discussed or spoken of. That is, until some of Ulster's warriors grew tired of Cahor and his many betrayals against them, and so they chose to leave the kingdom to form an allegiance with Connex. The leader of this group was Fergus McRioch, who became Maeve's lover and revealed to her the secret of the curse upon the Ulstermen. With this knowledge, combined with Fergus's knowledge of the land, Maeve set about bringing her armies together to launch an attack 
on the land of her former husband to claim the bull she so desired. Whilst Matcha's curse was strong, it affected only the men who were able to grow beards. This meant that only one man remained fit to defend Ulster, the 17-year-old demigod, Cucullan. <laughs>